From the University of South Florida in Tampa, you're listening to Upload Download with James Hatton. On this edition of Upload Download, I am joined by Dan Wolf. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you doing, Jim? I'm pretty good. Uh, and how are you doing in your house with your family and staying, uh, we're, staying we're, away from We're holding people? it all together. Yeah, we're, we're doing what we can. Uh, definitely doing a lot of projects around the house. Uh, painted a couple a, a couple of rooms, at least four of them. One twice because we didn't like the color <laughs> the first time. Well, you had so, time, uh, right? <laughs> oh, we had plenty of time on our hands for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so and, and there's three of you in your house. You might uh, kind of let's introduce you a little bit. So sure. uh, tell us a little bit about like who's in your house, who's in your family, what your job are, you know, how they're all related to education and everything. And I'll let you kind of take that away. Sure. All right. So I'll start off with myself. Um, I am uh, currently a assistant principal at an elementary school in Pasco County. Um, I have been a educator for this is my 23rd year. Uh, so, uh, my wife is a learning design coach for a middle school also here in Pasco. And my daughter is a senior, um, at 5A high school in Pasco County. Yeah. And she's, uh, we were talking before the podcast started recording that she's that in that terrible moment for all these seniors right now that they, they, uh, just found out that basically school is canceled for the, if in, in face-to-face fashion, uh, for the rest of the year, the governor announced that yesterday, and uh, you know today today is uh, Sunday, April nineteenth, which is always tough to remember what day of the week and what date it is. But so he made that mm-hmm. announcement yesterday, and uh, I'm sure a lot of seniors are really having trouble with that that fact that they won't get uh, commencement ceremonies, they don't get to see their friends before theoretically they go off to college. I suppose uh, I don't know. Is it right. rough on her right now? It, it, it is. It's frustrating. Um, you know, uh, they already had to get the refund checks for Grad Bash, which would have been at Universal and everything. So they've already canceled that. And they'd already rescheduled it once with how things were pushed back. And um, she's got her prom dress sitting in her closet right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and uh, she just said, Dad, I'm still going to just wear it, even if it's in the house or whatever <laughs> I need to go ahead and do. You know, and it's just it's just hard to just kind of you know, you'd give back those uh, moments of the fifth grade moving up and the eighth grade moving up. Yeah, because this is really the pinnacle right here. And for some some of the kids just, you know, this might be, you know, their one big thing for them right now because they might not be going to college. They might just be that career ready, which is perfectly fine just as well. And this would this would have been that pinnacle for them. And now they won't be able to experience it. So hopefully. You know, our, our, I know our district is trying to think of things of the best way to go ahead and do this. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be actually something through Zoom or whatever else, but, you know, um, it just won't be the same. Yeah, it won't. I it, but I, as I told my, <clears throat> excuse me, my uh, my youngest daughter is a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she'll theoretically be back in her senior year and get to graduate and all of that. But she had her birthday, her 17th birthday uh, in this situation, I said, well, you will definitely remember it and you'll definitely have something to tell your, uh, you know, your family and your, your relatives about in years to come, I guess. But that's not a lot of solace to those people right now. No. no, And I I know I saw something out on social media. It was like a a dear class of 2020 because, you know, uh, our daughter was born right after the nine 11 pandemic. Yeah. So she came in after that, as long as with the other kids too, and now they're having this. So it's kind of like, 
but in the way it's going to continue, I think to build that resilience and character Yeah. and just, you know, you know what I mean? Just make each of these moments that just more meaningful, you know? And yeah, you know, uh, you know, that's probably a good segue right now to talk a little bit about your kind of side project that you're working on and mm-hmm. how that relates to the situation that we're in right now. You have a blog called Our Moral Compass mm-hmm. um, and and also a podcast. The podcast has the same name, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, it's the same name and it's based off of the blogs. Right. And the, the whole uh, focus of that is social emotional learning. And yeah. I, I don't know, for people that don't know much about that, why don't you describe what that is? That's a it's a big movement right now in, in education in the state of Florida. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, kind of your passion, it sounds like. A- absolutely. Um, so social emotional learning goes right along with them. Um, you might hear a lot about like character building. Um, there, I know there's an organization called character strong that's currently doing a whole child summit where you can best, you know, it's, it's, uh, capturing different things as far as, um, uh, being able to develop that whole child. Um, and that's what social emotional learning is. It's being a, that holistic approach, uh, to developing the whole child with a set of skills, knowledge, behaviors, beliefs, or dispositions to be college, career, and life ready. Um, it's where uh, students would be able to enhance their uh, capabilities to integrate skills, like uh, their attitudes, behaviors, to deal effectively and ethically with daily tasks um, and be able to face those challenges in order to be successful members of our community. Um, and there's five areas within that. There's five competencies. Um, the first one is uh, self-awareness, and that's where you recognize your own, your, one's own feelings, interests, strengths, and limitations. Uh, self-management, which is where you regulate your emotions and manage uh, everyday stressors. Hmm. Uh, social awareness, which is something right now that is definitely at the forefront of everything that we're doing is being able to take the perspectives of others and appreciate similarities and differences. And those are things that I could definitely talk to in regards to my role as an educator and what we're experiencing with this um, distance learning and what our families are going through in in regards to that. Uh, Relationship skills is the fourth one. And that's just being able to demonstrate those positive social skills uh, in order to develop those meaningful uh, relationships. And last but not least is that responsible decision-making piece. Uh, where you, you make those ethical decisions um, to develop uh, appropriate solutions and to identify problems. And that's what I know like society is trying to do right now with everybody's in the medical field trying to figure things out with the COVID-19 and the best way to, to maneuver and adjust to social distancing and all those things. So I think those five areas, they've always been a part of our everyday lives, but I think it's even that much more prevalent now in taking care of our well-being. Now, how... Uh... I guess we'll kind of we can we'll circle back there there in just a second. But sure. uh, from the perspective of an elementary school assistant principal, uh, you know, are are we? I know that we're like getting everybody online. You know, like that that's yeah. kind of like been the, the the crux. It seems to me that uh, the decision making, as fast as it all had to happen, and and as as really an impressive impressively as it's happened, it's been very focused on technology, getting people online and just making something function. Um, But I think we're now seeing weeks into this, that maybe this, uh, the the social emotional being of these kids 
is, uh, let alone the parents and all the rest of society right now, but the, the kids in particular, especially elementary school kids, must be really a high uh, concern. And I don't know, are, 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 are the school districts, is your school district addressing that? Is your school addressing that? Do you, I don't know if there's much going on with that right now. Well, um, right now, as part of our district's um, uh, goals for this year was um, we actually started um, half days once a month this past year. We had eight sessions of like professional development days for all the staff, and it was focused around social emotional learning. So it was kind of, and not that we could have anticipated any of this, but it couldn't have ha uh, happened at a, uh, at a time that it was needed most to build that foundation within all our schools to be able to attribute uh, those things, because I know a concern now that we know that we're going to be, you know, for the rest of the year doing this, um, you know, distance learning, uh, the go the concern is not only the academic gaps that that'll that could be as a result of this for our kids, but also the social emotional learning gaps, because some some students already had those coming in. Right. Um, and now just being out of that structure, because and sometimes for some of our kids, school provided that structure yeah yeah that that's where exactly I... what to expect and now they don't have it and now they're trying to learn a new structure too along with what their parents are trying to do to getting into routines routines that they some might have had before but not to the extreme that they have within there and and it's not just about the school there's also just wondering if they're going to have you know the, those needs met um Every Tuesday, uh, my principal and I uh, meet some other district personnel, and we have one of our sites um, where they, uh, the, the school district does like a feeding and everything and provides families with food. And like right. this past week, it was with corn and um, different meals and milk and things because, you know, people are losing their jobs and having yeah. trouble paying bills. And, you know, the county is just doing all that they can, you know, to be able to provide that. So then we go out there so they at least see a familiar face. Um, you know, obviously we're wearing that, you know, the, the protection and everything just like, uh, you know, that has been instructed, you know, from the state. Um, but just to be able to see them and those are those needs, those are those, you know, um, you hear a lot between, you know, um, those Maslow hierarchy of needs, Maslow before bloom, yeah. you've probably heard that before. Sure. Yeah. And this is now something more, more than ever is, is hitting those points because don't get me wrong. Academics is, is very important. But if you don't have those other things in place, you can't get to the academics. I, I look at it as like the academics are the lock to opening those doors, but the social emotional uh, learning piece is the key to get that lock to open. Is yeah, uh, and and really that social emotional learning addresses that uh, my Maslow's hierarchy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know this this idea that you have to deal with. Uh, well, before people can be at a higher level, reach a high level of kind of uh, enlightenment, if you want to think of it that way. In education, we just think of it as like really tuned into learning and, right. and high level functioning learning. But the the very first thing that you need to deal with is your physiological needs. Are you uh, are you safe? Well, safety is kind of the next one, but the, it all fits in there. Are you safe? Are you sheltered? Are you fed? Are you clothed? <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, are you, 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 you don't care about learning or, or anything else unless you take care of those needs first. And, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, 
it goes so far as to be, are you in some place where the temperature is comfortable for you to be able to learn right. and <clears throat> things like that and your environment, obviously. And the online environment is part of that environment. Uh, before we get to, do you feel loved and all the other higher needs that, that you start even getting your way up to, um, and so I, I think that that's really something that schools right now are providing that is, is just, it, I, I, don't, I don't know how to articulate what a massive endeavor this is and how much I think that the schools in the United States are holding the country up right now. It's this massive social uh, endeavor that right. everybody just assumes, well, schools can do that. And... We didn't yeah. just assume that even our, our our local and state governments are doing that. Uh, the the school and the and what you're doing is really um, the, the front lines of that uh, on the level of these healthcare workers that we're all talking about and these frontline workers. I mean, if you're bundling up in in masks and gloves and handing mm-hmm. out food to keep kids who are hungry fed. That's really about as admirable as it can get. What, what's that like out there when you do that? Um, well, I've always been under the philosophy of that servant leadership mindset, uh, mindset, and uh, just being able to, you know, be able to put the needs of others before you know myself, or and just being able to give back in that way is, you know. Um, uh, it, it's just, it's a very humbling experience, very satisfying experience just to be able to, and that's why, you know, and even, our, and I attribute a lot of this to our district and everything What they have always, there's two things that they've reminded us uh, as schools and everything is to treat everything with grace and compassion. Right. Um, through, through all these things. I mean, we have had families um, because I work at a title one school um, and it, it could be title one, non-title one, but just for my, my example, um, we have um, families that don't have internet access. Right. We didn't have devices. They didn't. So we actually, you know, and this was all the schools, elementary, middle, and high, did a device distribution where K2 um, would have iPads. And then um, third through fifth would go ahead and um, have laptops. And it would be one device per two students. And then obviously if they had multiple kids in the family, then we'd be able to give them more. We had to have a way to inventory them as we're handing them out. First clean them all. We had staff, um, you know, that was there that was able to volunteer some, you know, a certain amount. Because again, we had to also make sure for social distancing purposes and right. things like that. But then we had a set time frame where we'd have the the primary, which is K through two, come through the car loop, and then three through five come through the car loop. Um, go ahead and hand the devices, um, see who it was, and then we had a whole system. And again, a system that had not been built before. Right. So Nobody had any idea. We didn't have any idea. And I mean, again, I I, I can't thank enough of like uh, Joanne Glenn and Pasco E-School, um, different people like uh, Vanessa Hilton, uh, Leah Mitchell, um, and I, anybody else that I may forget as we're talking, regard, they, they know who they are. Yeah. And ju- just, you know, what they've been able to do in regards to it and be able to prepare everybody. I mean, not, we have learned so many things. It's, I, I, I think it was uh, uh, Vanessa who gave um, a, an analogy. It's kind of like when, you know, your house is on fire and you, you go into that building to try to go ahead and save whatever you can. And you have to then build it, build it from scratch. Yeah. And that's basically, we had certain structures in place, but now everything as new, new developments come with, 
you know, we, we continue to make adjustments. And, um, and that's why even these first two weeks, uh, well, now we're going into week four, but the first couple of weeks was really, let's just make sure they can even connect. They can get on, reach out to them through, um, we use Google Voice or we use Zoom. Any way that any modes, uh, email. Um, I've gone ahead and uh, emailed each of our kids individually through our platform, My Learning to go ahead and just say, hey, this is Mr. Wolf, just, just check and you know, see how you're doing. Miss Slusser and I miss you a lot and can't wait to see you again, okay. take care. And I mean, I don't get responses back and, and it's not really the point to get, but just even just for them to know, hey, you know, and, that, and sometimes we even connect with them through Zoom conferences and we go ahead and teachers will invite us into their class Zoom and they don't, the kids don't know we're coming and we'll just go ahead and surprise them. Oh, and um, yeah, that's great. You know, and just things like, cause it's all about relationships. When it's all said and done, I mean, it, that's what the kids are going to remember the most. Yeah, the relationships. The that, that's what's going to mean more to them than anything else. Well, I think. Uh, I, we before we started recording too, you, you had said something that seems pretty uh, appropriate right now. That we in in your work that you're working on with your blog and and um, kind of that that aspect of your life, uh, in, in that philosophy in your life that mm -hmm. you were talking about how we can't control the situations that are handed to us, but we can control how we handle ourselves in those situations. And I think it's, you know, we have to remember that that is what has happened. You know, something significant has happened and how mm -hmm. we handle it is really the true test of our character right now. And, uh, and I think what you're describing is, is that, you know, the, that's what's going to be remembered is the character of how we handled that and how we, or how you handled that, how, you know, our, our students handle that, whatever, um, and dealt with that. Everybody's going to have some kind of a, a problem in their lives, but how do you deal with it? And, and how do you um, treat others while going through that same, same thing or seeing other people in, in, right. in that problem? You know, I, I think it's, it's really uh, amazing to, to see how well I think the students are handling themselves, but that's my perspective. Is your perspective that they're doing okay? I, they're they're do yeah they're doing okay. I mean, some are doing better than others, you know. And it, and it's not even just you know um, the students; it's also the families, yeah, because they're experiencing frustration. So even touching base with some of them, um, even our teachers, our instructional assistants, our you know cafeteria workers, anybody you know. Um, our custodial workers, just checking in with them, just even giving a phone call. Hey, how are you doing? How's the family? Yeah. Um, we've also gone ahead and sent out uh, postcards to well, our that, staff as well, just that, to say that, that we support staff uh, key. I was thinking yeah. about this. Uh, we live right by Charlie's Elementary School, mm -hmm. and so we go. We walk past it every day because we go on a daily walk, and we okay. usually go past the school. We usually go in that direction, and I. I ha always have a soft spot for support staff. I, I think uh, the people that I always thought that the people that truly run schools that, that keep them moving are the 
the people in the lunchroom and the custodians. And I always thought that, that, mm-hmm. and, and, all, and of course the front office secretary, like that, it's like if right. that, that place will run, if, if they leave the building, it doesn't run very well. And, you know, the principals yeah. can walk out, teachers can come and go or, or get substitutes. But if those people are there, it seems like everything operates pretty well. Now I, I have a soft spot for that because my grandfather was a longtime head custodian at a high school in a small town okay. in Minnesota. And so, uh, I really, I always got to know the custodians really well because they reminded me of my grandpa and I thought he had such a great noble job, you know, as I was growing up. Um, but I do think about them a lot when I walk by that school because, uh, they also, first of all, miss the students. They are as dedicated to those students as any teacher, as any administrator is, and they they are often overlooked, you know, uh, and, and, and I think that that, the fact that you're reaching out to them really must mean a lot to them. It, it, we have to be empathetic to what, what they're going through, let alone the fact that, you know, how stir crazy are they? You can't wash the school that much more. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's where that social awareness, you know, one of those competencies comes in. And I've always been, even before all this, even just, the title of being an assistant principal is just, uh, it's a title. It's what you do behind the title. And, and that's just, that's just my belief in, in regards to it. So it, it's always been something to look at it, even when we were brick and mortar and being able to talk with them and be able to look at it through their lens, as far as what they were going through and, you know, um, whatever question that they may have or whatever, it's important. If it's important to them, it's important to me. Right. And they need to know that, you know, that their, their, their voice matters, that they matter. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's really, you know, you know, the, what I try to do each and every day within that. Um, one of the things that I also do, and it's been for, I'd say it's almost been about a month now is there's a book by uh, John Gordon and Daniel Decker called stay positive. And it has a book of positive quotes and just about mindset and things. And I had used that um, to read to the kids when we would do the morning news when we were brick and mortar and had all that. I wanted to have some kind of consistency and continuity. So what I decided to do is take my tripod that I used, uh, that I bought for when my daughter played volleyball and ever, you know, record her. I have now recorded myself reading from that book each day. And then putting it out on Twitter and then sending it to the the staff and everything, a stay positive message for today. And um, like today's was about the truth about failure. And then whatever that was, um, you know, for that, I would read that out and just tell everybody to stay positive. Um, And then on Saturdays, what I do is I send out to my staff in addition to that. A couple of other things that uh, I call it the big three, not to be confused with basketball, big three. But um (laughs) But um, about three things for well-being, um, you know, just it could be a TED talk. It could be, a, you know, um, as we talked earlier, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I'm starting to recommend some of the podcasts that I listen to. Yes, a lot of the conversations are about, you know, COVID-19 and things, but you can listen to prior ones. Right. You don't have to be stuck in that moment. But if you're struggling with things, they, they have different. It's just hearing it from a different person. So I find different things to kind of send out to them. And then I'm also known for my puns, you know, being a dad and everything. I've got my dad jokes. So I give them like a pun of the day. So again, some normalcy, Yeah. you know, and I mean, and it's just ways that I'm just still trying to keep it even keel. And, you know, I, I, 
you know, be lying to say that I don't ever have my days where I might be feeling down or whatever with everything that's going on. But I just know that I'm serving a greater purpose, you know, and I need to be there for, for others, yeah. you know, to help push them on. And that to me is the, the best return reward that I could ever ask for. So. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're, we're kind of out of time here, Dan, but okay. that's a good thing to end on right there. That that uh, positive energy and that positive thought and that striving to be better and empathetic and, and uh, cognizant of each other and, and our world around us is really uh, a good message right now. I, I really think that it's as necessary as any message right now that we can get out that goes even beyond wash your hands. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, yeah, I, I, I really do think that we are all, um, you know, we've, we've all got to remember that we're all kind of in our own struggles and, and let's try and come out of this with uh, a positive attitude and, and find a way to, to just kind of get through it together and, and see how we can make good things happen in this world. We got a lot more left to do around here. That's what I think. <laughs> Absolutely. No, our work is not done, you know, and, and our kids need us, our families need us, and we, I think we need each other. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. not that I've watched High School Musical in a while, but they have that, we're all in this together. <laughs> That's the song that kind of just sticks in my head. So, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. thanks a lot, Dan. It's been great to talk to you. Uh, good you to too. see you again, too. Uh, we Absolutely. haven't seen each other for a while, so we'll have to yes. get together again sometime soon. But I appreciate it. And keep hanging in there and keep doing the, the good things you're doing with all these students and, and the staff, too. I sure will. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, and wish you nothing but the best. Follow, upload, download on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore Hatton, H-A-T-T-E-N.